0: Welcome to Astros Baseball, a podcast by the fans for the fans of the Houston Astros. Now your host, Rob Fontenot and Michelle Need. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball, the last episode of June, and the month did not end well for the Astros, Uh, but joining me and Michelle tonight is Rip Griffin, who's been a guest on the show at least twice, and we've actually added him and Mario to the show to ensure that we at least have two people on each time. Rip, welcome to the show, and, and welcome to the team.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I'm excited to to get this going and, uh, you know, keep putting out some uh, some great Astros content and keep, you know, talking about the Astros. And, you know, it's not one of those things that was uh, very nice tonight or this series for that matter, but it's still the Astros, but we get to talk about it. And that's a great thing. So I'm excited to be joining you guys.
2: Yeah, I'm uh, I would agree with you there. My, this series hurt my feelings. <laughs> I just took this one personally. It's uh it was hard to watch.
0: Yeah, before the series started, we lost Machete with uh, bereavement leave, but I don't think it's too much of a step down, you know, using uh Jason Castro uh or Key, you know, he only pitched an inning what was it? Game two. So he's out for ten days. We called up Hartman and we had to release old Frankie Tuesday oh, uh, Frankie. to make <laughs> to make room for him. So we are going to talk about these three games, three losses by the Astros. But before we do, let's talk about our sponsor, Graham Shirts. They are the company that brought you Crust City Tees. Ram Shirts offers custom printed and embroidered apparel. They offer direct-to-garment printing for small runs and screen printing for larger runs. Follow them on Twitter and Instagram at Ram Shirts. Visit RamShirts.com for all your custom apparel needs. Two things that I've noticed if you do go to RamShirts.com. Mario and I touched on it last time that we were together and they do custom name and numbers on the back, which I think is pretty sweet. And, you know, people like to see their names on the back. And also they have create your own shirt. So I guess if you can come up with some kind of design or saying, they'll make that for you. And it's the same price. So
2: that's incredible.
1: That's awesome.
2: I didn't know. I, and I know that, uh, you know, also with Ram shirts, if you spend uh, $50, uh, you get 20% off. Or you get free shipping on all orders over 25 using the code SHIP. Only one promo per order.
0: I think you should be able to use the promo baseball and get free shipping. And I don't think there's a limit. So if you listen to this podcast, you can use promo code baseball. So before we started this series, I put out a tweet, which was actually a poll. You know, what will the Astros do versus the Orioles? I put sweep, win 2-1, to one, or lose the series. I, I didn't even think to put they'll get swept on there. But 58% of voters thought the Astros were going to sweep them. 36% thought they were going to win two games to one. And 6% said they were going to lose the series. That could just be some haters jumping on there. But what mm-hmm. did you guys think? I mean, I was thinking... After we destroyed them in Baltimore, I was thinking a sweep or at least two to one. What were y'all thinking?
2: I mean, I was thinking at least one game they would be um, apologies to any redheaded stepchildren I'm about to offend. I (laughs) strongly believe they were going to beat them like redheaded stepchildren. Like it should have been a thrashing, but there were so many little things. I feel like there was just these things beyond like the control of, you know. I mean, Martin Maldonado, like he can't control what happens to like two members in his family. Like that was just and then Urquidy with his right shoulder soreness. There was just one thing, little things after the other. And then there was like very small mistakes throughout the game that really ended up costing us big time. And I mean, we've talked about the bullpen struggles in episodes prior. I just. um, It's rough. Uh, I gotta say it's, it's rough seeing
1: things like this happen. You, you know, throughout this whole season, I, I've been kind of you know looking at the schedule, and it seems like when we play a team like Baltimore last week and we swept them, and then we turn around and play them less than a week later, things have been different. We noticed that earlier this season with Oakland and with Detroit that we just finished the series against bef- prior before coming home exactly. to to uh to play baltimore and you know it's been great they were on this streak of 11 wins in a row and then all of a sudden you know the orange wagon thing came out and i think that was just one of those Bob that just Nightingale. Kind of, yeah it, it totally killed it and you know the wheels <laughs> you know, pun intended are off the off the wagon now uh but um you know, that the orange
0: was, the orange wagon curse <laughs>
2: Oh my God, it's about, like, it's a mix. It was a perfect storm of just like a superstitious baseball fans, a nightmare, Bob Nightingale, the orange wagon. And then like, I just, for me, I kept trying to like justify, oh, well maybe it's because, you know, Mike Elias and Sig Dell are up there with uh, the Orioles now. And maybe that's why it seems like the Orioles play a little bit better against them than they do other teams. But that could be said of Detroit and a few other teams because they were former Astro coaches within the like span of uh, from like 2017 to current I mean they were picked off and gone to other organizations. I mean Cora is at the is with Boston and it's uh, just crazy how well they're doing right now
0: so put, go, going into Detroit, they had a, a huge 11 game winning streak going and that got snapped. They had won, I think, seven series in a row, and that also Mm -hmm. got snapped at Detroit. And then who would have thought this? Who would have thought we would get swept? Let's take a look at Monday's game. Zach Grinke gave up an RBI single in the first. We were down one to zero. Tucker had a sack fly. Altuve walked with the bases loaded. I was hoping to get some more runs there, but the Astros were up two to one. And then, top of the fifth, Baltimore with a three with a two run homer, and they take the lead three to two. So, Grinke went five innings to give up eight hits and three runs, and one walk and four strikeouts. What was y'all's view of how Grinke did on Monday?
2: Um, it wasn't his best start. Um, I'll say that. I have a lot of thoughts but uh rip uh i I would love to hear what you have to say
1: you know i was expecting more from grinky to be honest he's kind of had he kind of ebbs and flows throughout the season and he did well in prior starts i mean he he had 96 pitches and he threw 62 strikes which means he was kind of consistent within the strike zone but it seemed like I, you know, going back to that comment that I made just a little while ago, you know, we played the the Baltimore last week in Baltimore, and we're turning around and playing again in less than a week. It kind of gives them a chance to kind of go back and review the scouting reports and videos to kind of see what Grinky was doing in that previous start against them, and then they applied it to game one in which, you know, they knocked him out after five innings. So that's kind of one of those things that you know either Granky needed to kind of mix things up a little bit more i think he was having some issues with the slider if i recall correct me if i'm wrong but it seemed like things weren't uh you know he was locating the strike zone but you know every hit that baltimore had you know the the balls were finding holes and you know eight hits three on runs but um i guess you kind of expect that from grinky he kind of starts out strong a few outings and then he'll kind of regress a little bit but i was expecting more from Grinky in game one
0: yeah he only had one walk
1: so he
0: leaves the game down three to two top of the seventh the orioles make it four to two and then the bottom of the seventh tucker and straw both walk with the bases loaded so he's scored three runs so far with the bases loaded because there's so many walks given up by Baltimore. So after seven innings, we're tied four to four. And here's a question that I have for you guys. Belak gives up a two-run homer, a two-run double, and then an RBI double. Belak gives up five runs in the ninth inning. And then Houston comes back and scores an RBI single by Straw, an RBI single by... Robel Garcia and then a sack fly by to so they come back and score three runs so what are the odds if Belak could have held them that the Astros actually would have scored those three well they couldn't have scored three right because it would have been the bottom of the ninth but yeah you, you think that offense would have been there if they would have shut them out
2: um I feel like a that yeah absolutely because
0: or Win. did the Orioles put a less pitcher in there and say they're good ones because they are up five?
1: That's a good one. That's that's a good one. I think. Thank you, stump you, you know, sure. You know, Belak had that that good inning. Uh, what was it in the eighth? I think. Whenever he put them down one, two, three, and you know, I I was like, okay, that was a good outing from Belak. And then I was surprised that he came back out. And yeah. I, and I think that's where that's where it went wrong because if he hadn't come back out, I think the offense would have been able to kind of get back into the game because, I mean, we look at this Astros team and they're always, you know, the later innings kind of piling it on and getting that offense going, you know, making us all nervous and trying to give us heart attacks. But Mm-hmm. Uh, I think leaving Belak in to come into that eighth, that eighth inning, I think that's where it went wrong, and they just picked him up and just you know knocked him out after that after he went one in the third. So
2: I, I noticed think, that. I'm so sorry, I interrupted. No, go ahead. Uh, I think that uh, Belak he seems to work best for sure. Sh- Short outings, like getting that last batter out or a matchup against, you know, a left-handed hitter or for like one whole inning. But uh, and I understand why they tried to stretch him out because Grinke did not go deep into deep enough into the game uh, to allow, uh, you know. I feel like if Grinke would have had it a little bit more together and been able to stay deeper in the game probably would have only seen Belak out there for maybe an inning. And I think the outcome of the game would absolutely have been different.
0: Yeah, our bullpen is taxed with this 20 games in a row uh, schedule going on. So we're going to need the starters. And that's a big thing that happened. I mean, Grinky went five. We'll talk about game two. Urquidy only went one Mm. because he got injured. But in this game, Baltimore had nine runs on 15 hits. The Astros had seven runs on 10 hits, but the Orioles also walked 10 guys. Uh, offensive heroes in this game, Tucker, Straw, and Robela Garcia combined for six hits and five RBIs, so they were pretty much the whole offense for the team. The Astros left 13 guys on base. I
1: can't do that. can't do That's- that with...
0: So let's move to Tuesday. This is what I was talking about. Rikidi went one in the third, called the trainer and the, you know, uh, uh. I guess, Strami out there. He was hurt. He just yes. gave up a solo home run. He left the game in the second inning. Uh, we have Rayleigh gave up a run. Garza gave up a run. Oh, man. And then th- yeah. this is another thing that I've noticed that I guess I'd have to look at the stats. This is just the eye test. I kind of thought of it because of what you said, Michelle, but Stanick gave up five runs and he usually pitches better when he comes in and has a clean inning. Like it's his inning, not come in with a guy on second that somebody else left him. I don't know what his stats are, but that I was kinda thinking at the time, you should just left Gars out. He's not doing that bad. You know. No, you're absolutely right. And the run that was allowed by him was actually when uh, Stanek was pitching. But a very bad outing by Stanek, who said post-game that he was out of gas. And he gave it all he had. He said he was just totally spent.
2: And that's fair. I mean, that's totally fair. I think that there is – I don't the, – the blame doesn't solely rest on anyone's shoulders. Like I said, it's due to, like, a number of things. Things on the team control. There's often, uh, offense lacking waste many wasted opportunities with a uh, runners in scoring position and the uh you know pitching is just a uh, oh boy they must be so tired <laughs> i'm tired thinking about it
1: <laughs> you know this this 20 game stretch that that they're on right now you know i went back and looked you know every team is going to have a stretch that's going to be of, of this nature and right now the astros are a right of course they're, they're ending pretty soon uh, coming up against Cleveland. But, you know, Stanek pitched on Monday, and he then he pitched again on Tuesday. And that was – he went basically, looks like, two two and a third innings combined. So I can get that. I can get why he's saying that he's he was gassed. I mean, he hadn't pitched again until last week on Thursday, which was against Detroit. But, you know, these guys, they're not really, you know, equipped – Mechanically, to go back to back days, and I can see why he was taxed. And yeah, you know, they saw him the night before, picked up on something that he was doing, and you know, put five runs up on the board on him. So, um, you know, he, he finished that with a I think his era now is a 4.59. So, yeah, I can definitely understand why he would say he would, he would be taxed.
0: So, the Astros and the Orioles on Tuesday, even with the Arcadia injury, they were tied three to three after five. They end up losing thirteen to three, with the combination of Stanek and Robel Garcia making his pitching debut. Who would have thought? I know they said this. Oh on my the, God. I know they said this on <laughs> the on the broadcast, but who would have thought? Against the Orioles, after we dominated them like twenty-six to three or something, I can't, I can't even remember what that was. Twenty-three to six, maybe over there, something that that. The Astros would end up having to use a position player. Who would have thought uh, that?
2: Not I. Not even in my wildest. If even if it was all, it was us from the future that came back and told me this is about to go down. I'd be like, I don't know what drugs you smoke in the future. I just couldn't see that happening. And then, lo and behold, uh Robel Garcia making his MLB pitching debut. Mm.
1: You know, I'm, I'm going to be honest here that I didn't put this out uh, on on Twitter or anything. But as I was watching the game and watching these guys in the bullpen work, in the back of my mind, I had a thought that there was going to be a, a position player come in. I didn't know who it was going to be, but I had that. So I, I'll take, you know, I'll take the rap for that one.
2: You should take the rap for that one. Are you from the future? Is this a Terminator situation we're in?
0: I thought I saw someone tweet that uh... – it's time for uh, uh, Tyler White. I think I think other people could see it coming as well.
2: It's time for Tyler White.
0: <laughs> All right. So, oh,
2: my gosh.
0: So, game one, the Astros left 13 runners on base, and then they left 12 in t- Tuesday's game, and I believe Baltimore walked 10 more guys. So, the Astros are getting they three runs on seven hits, and they had, like, 10 free passes. Baltimore 13 runs on 16 hits so a, a winnable game I don't know if it would have changed I think the outcome might have changed if orketie could have went seven innings then we wouldn't have to use Stanek because uh I think Rayleigh did pretty good Garcia did pretty good but I mean if we'd have been winning by one we could have seen uh, Ryan Presley out there but we didn't so it's already 0 and two we go into tonight's game thinking we got to win one just to not get swept and we have luis garcia on the mound my confidence going into tonight's game was 100
1: oh absolutely
2: i was like i was a little defeated uh maybe that's on me uh, and may, i'll take the rap for this one like i was uh I was maybe not the most uh optimistic. Uh not that we can't do anything. I just had a weird like feeling about today because there's just been some uh just really ter- ter- really terrible timing on events. The
0: the thing about tonight was how horrible that umpire was. That
1: was terrible.
2: Oh my god, CD the, uh, ban him, ban rent. Ron Culpa, Joe West, Angel Hernandez, goodbye. They should not. still. It's so insane that they still have a job. I feel like out of those, Joe West is, I mean, the lesser of the four poisons, but they're all god awful.
0: I mean, some people may not notice, but if you. You know, have a guy one and two. Or what would it be? Two and one. And you throw a strike that gets called a ball and there's three and one. I mean, that changes the at bat and it forces you to throw inside the zone. But this dude was calling stuff. I mean, I can't I know someone on Twitter and I I don't know who it is, but they always post the umpire scorecard for the Astros. And I I really can't wait to read that because it has to be horrible. But Garcia, I I don't know if Garcia did so bad or it was the umpire, but. Chandler Rome, who likes to argue with people, he said that it's consistent. I really didn't notice that, and it was consistent for both teams. But Garcia, and the, here's the thing about Garcia. He gave up four runs in the first inning, and innings two through four, he was amazing. He did great.
1: Yeah, he, he really did. I think that's what threw him off was the fact that, I mean, also, I mean, Brent Strom gets thrown out of the game. First. Yeah, I
0: wonder oh what gosh. he said.
1: But, I want
2: to know, like, yeah, I want to know the magic words.
1: <laughs> but you know, whatever he said, it uh, it definitely, you know, did not sit well with uh, CB Buckner. But I think after that, it, he kind of got rattled a little bit because you know, you're you're confident yeah. when you go back in, into the dugout. It's not going to be there to kind of guide you and give you some some pointers. So that might have thrown him off just a little bit. But he was able to settle back in come, you know, the later innings, which was good because, you know, with the bullpen, the way it's been, we needed somebody to at least go five innings. And unfortunately, he wasn't able to. He went four innings. But um, I I think that's kind of where things kind of started to unravel for him in that first inning.
0: So the the Astros cut the lead four to two with an Alvarez and a Tucker both had RBI singles, but the Astros couldn't score. At all, top of the eighth, Hayes had a solo home run, made it 5-2. to two. And in the bottom of the ninth, I, ha- I had no idea that this was going on. Jose Altuve, first hit of the series. Did y'all guys even know that was happening?
1: No.
2: No. That was really, um, and I pay attention during the games. Like, I have been making a habit of like taking very good notes on the games Um and uh, I guess I just somehow I knew it to be fact. I just didn't want to believe it was true.
0: But I mean, I didn't notice going into today, like, man, Altuve doesn't even hit yet. I had no idea. That uh, that Hartman guy made his debut. Go ahead, add your add your opinion on Altuve, buddy.
1: I was just going to say, I mean, that's that's very unprecedented for Altuve to go like whole series and wait till the eighth inning to actually get his first hit of the series. You know, we're more accustomed to him getting on base, leadoff home run here and there. But that was very either some, something's off right now uh, from a team standpoint. But it was very odd just to have him just not, you know, Produce like you were accustomed to him doing.
0: The Astros scored two runs on five hits. The Ori, not only did we have Luis Garcia, but the Orioles was it Matt Harvey that they had?
2: Oh my gosh, he had such a. I mean, like he had like a seven point
0: ninety ERA, and he was pitching like Cy Young tonight.
2: Yeah, that was very, I was like, of course, he would have just an excellent game tonight when we just really needed this W. Ah. Yeah, I
1: mean, and what happened the last time that the Astros faced him? Uh it did not go well for him. Let's see. I was looking it up here. But, yeah, I mean, they, the Astros, I mean, went to town on him last last week, and then all of a sudden this week he's – you know, goes four and a third, four hits, two run runs, and three strikeouts. But, yeah, very, very different uh, outcome from last series to this series.
0: That Hartman guy made his debut. He was the second Astro to wear number 69 on his jersey. <laughs> two in a th- two a and child. a two and third inning, three hits, <laughs> and one run. I th- I'm a child, too, but I'm the one that said it. I'm the one that said it, so it doesn't make me laugh.
1: I'll just let y'all go there on that one.
2: Anyways, uh, he was the second player to wear that number, and then you were saying?
1: I couldn't think
0: who the other guy was. I I just couldn't think of him. I I could see his face, and I remember that he did very well in the playoffs for us, and it was that Paul DeJong dude. But I couldn't think of that guy's name for some reason. It escaped
1: me. I,
0: Wasn't
2: that, that, I forget uh, about him sometimes.
1: There was somebody that was this year, or was it last year? Maybe I'm, I'm it thinking of else. It was last year. Okay.
0: So, so after today's loss, after the sweep, the Astros. I don't know if the A's game is over. I'm assuming it may be. I think they played earlier, but the Astros are are one game ahead of the A's. And this is the halfway point. They are what? They're
1: forty-eight 40, and thirty-three.
0: Yeah, so that's eighty-one games. So they are ha- halfway through forty-eight. What is that divided by? I mean, multiplied by two? Ninety-six wins. Uh, yes. I yeah. I
2: think that they're yes. capable. They're capable of more. Um, you think 90, they're
0: going to win a hundred and four? They were projected to win. They were projected to win like ninety-three or ninety-four, maybe ninety-six. So. I mean, they're right where they're supposed to be, I guess.
2: I mean, but see, the reason why I have – I fully believe that they're just going to pick – up. it's like full steam ahead after the All-Star break is that who is about to make their – I mean, look at the bullpen. So we're about to get – so Brian Abreu, Josh James, you know, Pedro Baez is working. They are – we have – help coming it's just not here fast enough and hopefully we you know we see the we'll see the return of Bregman uh Maldonado will most likely be back um uh, and I don't know are, are we going to see Oled Mastillas again this season do you think
1: probably not until August he's out six to eight weeks right now Uh, I I think
0: it was Robert Land from Houston Sports Talk. He put a a poll out tonight. Would you, when the season's over, would you just cut ties with uh, Ledmus Diaz? And I voted yes. I mean, he's way better than these other two guys, but he's always hurt. That's fair enough. He's been here two years. He hasn't even played a full season. This is his third year with us.
2: In no way am I comparing the two skill-wise. I mean, I think they're both excellent players. Obviously, one just has... Uh, but, I, I mean, people were saying that about Carlos Correa and then uh, what's what, what's happening. He's having a pretty decent year. I mean, it wasn't off to such a great start. Um, I like Aled Mestias, and you know what? I think I would like to see him stick around because um, I feel like the other people who could slot in in his type of uh, role... I just I don't I see him as a better option.
0: If Aledmas Diaz wasn't injured, he's a better option than Robel Garcia. Oh absolutely tonight
2: Toro is a better option. Tonight's
0: game, tonight's game, I honestly think if you saw the play that Robel made at third where the, the ball went right under his glove. He did a few things tonight that maybe Toro could have done and maybe we wouldn't have lost. But still, you scored two or three runs, that's not going to get it done. I mean, the bullpen could come in and give up some runs, but if you score eight or nine runs like the Astros were doing, I mean, you're going to win most of these games. Oh, for sure. For sure.
2: I just wish we could get the... um... You know, get everybody on the same page. It seems like there's, you know, a few guys who will be really be on fire, but there are others who will be struggling. I feel like that's like could be said of like anybody or any team. But um, if once everyone gets healthy and on the same page, it will be scary. And I still hold out hope. I know it's a long shot. I hold out hope for Verlander's September return. I'm going to put it out there in the uh, the universe positive. Uh, energy
0: so keep if you keep looking at the standings you got boston chicago white Sox, the mets the brewers and the giants are all winning their division and coming up next for the astros is the cleveland indians so we travel to cleveland who has won nine of 11 games pitching for the astros uh the first three games are at 6 10 Valdez, Lance McCullers Jr., Oda Rizzi, and then Grinke oh. on the 4th of July. How do you guys see this series going? Do you see the Astros bouncing back at all?
2: Yeah, I think so. Um, now, I have a question for you. With Cleveland going, uh, you know, they've won like, the last 9 out of 11 Why do you think it is because they are they do kind of have it going on or does it have to do with like a strength of schedule and the matchups?
0: I do not know their schedule, so I cannot answer that.
1: You know, I I, I think this Cleveland series is going to be a a bounce back. I mean, right now they're sitting at second place in the in their in their division in the AL Central. But one of their best pitchers is is on the shelf right now, Shane Bieber. So that's going to be one of those things that I think the Astros can kind of capitalize on. Um, I mean, but other than that, uh, you know, they kind of struggled a little bit against the Twins in this last series. Uh, But, uh, I mean, they they did put up some runs. um, But I I think the Astros can come back, and I think they can split the series, since it is a four-game series there that – you know, there's a good chance, especially with McCullers. Hopefully he's on his game. He seems to be pitching better on the road, in my opinion, than he has at home. But, uh, you know, Rizzi's kind of starting to come back into his own element now, you know, what we we're accustomed to seeing from last season. He's just, you know, he's get stretched out more. And But I, I think uh, the rotation is going to be there. Uh, it's just a matter of the offense shows up.
0: Yeah, I, I, I see it, I see us winning. Let me ask you this, because I, I, I can, like, pay attention to the series, and then you try to tell me who we played last week, and I'd have to go look it up because I just can't retain it for some reason. But didn't we sweep Boston and the White Sox in our 11-game winning streak? Did, weren't they a part of that? Uh
1: I the think White Sox were, right? The White Sox were. Yeah. I think we took the series against the Red Sox. I don't think we swept them.
0: So so my point is this. We go, we go play first-place teams, really good teams, and we're very competitive. But we go play Detroit and Baltimore, and we lay off a little. And you touched on something earlier about how Baltimore can go back And watch video, you know, and do some scouting on Grinky. I'm not quite sure if the Astros weren't so comfortable after this 11-game win streak and destroying Baltimore. They may not have done the work. They may not have done the scouting that they needed to do to win.
2: I think that that's an excellent point because I feel like some against some of the weaker teams that they should have just really taken it to. They haven't and I just feel like there may be they don't play as like hungry as they do against like teams that they view uh that play at a little bit of a higher skill level than you know, like the Tigers and the uh Orioles. But to be fair, we just got swapped by them, so I don't think they take those teams very seriously.
0: No. Yeah, right. I agree. I agree. You guys got anything else you wanna add before we go?
2: I think that's it for me. Uh I want to give a shout out to our sponsor again, Ram Shirts. Custom screen printing and embroidery, go to ramshirts.com.
0: Did you ever get your shirt?
2: I have not.
0: Oh, I just was like you said you had I, I just some figured in the
2: mail. like So that's what they said. They asked for my address and um it's just like it hasn't come yet. They forgot, it got lost. I just I don't like to I'd like to try and not bo- I feel like I'm bothering somebody if I like if I ask about it. I don't want to seem like rude. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um but I have not received them now. One day.
1: I've got so a this- couple of shirts for them. So i they, they they put out some pretty awesome shirts. I like them.
0: So this Cleveland series starts tomorrow, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, I am leaving in the morning to go visit my grandson, and I'll be gone two days and I will be back on Sunday. And then July 4th, I'm going out of town again. So, I will try my best. I'll take my stuff with me and I'll try my best to make sure I'm here to do some shows.
1: You traveler, you?
0: Well, well I'm, I'm, taking, I'm, I'm taking advantage of being out on medical leave. Uh, last weekend, I, my stomach was killing me in the lower half there. Uh, and, uh, so I go to the emergency room and they give me a CT scan and I had diverticulitis. Ooh. Gosh. And so they said, you can go to work on Monday. And then they gave me a paper said, you cannot lift over 10 pounds. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm not going to go to work at all then. <laughs> <And so I, laughs> you were like, I, so, all right. Yeah, I, I said, dude, I work in a truck factory. There's no way they're going to let me go to work. And so I called the insurance and I said, this is the paper they gave me. And they're like, oh, yeah, you can't go in. You you're So you're going to go back to work on the 6th. Like, copy that.
1: That I'm is taking, I'm, awesome. i taking advantage
0: of it.
2: As what? you should.
0: Enjoy it. My paycheck will be about a third of what it normally is, but it is what it is. Well, that's all we got tonight. Uh, Rip, you did an amazing job on your debut as a part of the show, but you've actually did a great job the two other times you've been on. Michelle, it's nice talking to you again. Uh, Let's try to cut the Cleveland series in half since there's four games. Friday, Saturday. What is today? I don't even know what today is. Today is
2: Wednesday, the 30th.
0: So Friday night, we'll try to do a show Friday night and then Sunday after the game on Sunday. So thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time on Astros Baseball. Thanks for listening to this episode of Astros Baseball. Be sure to subscribe to be alerted when there's a new episode.
1: Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app.